Hello everyone, you're listening to In The Field, and we're your hosts, Samyukta Varma and Radhika Vishwanathan. It's the end of the year, and we're just under halfway through the first series of In The Field, our show about how development happens in India. And so we first wanted to say, thank you so much for all the support. Each episode has been a labor of love, and we have been quite overwhelmed by the number of you who have written back to us with words of support, with your suggestions, or simply just to say hi and that you're listening. We love to keep hearing from our listeners, so please write in to us at podcast.inthefieldindia.org. Tell us what you think and let us know if you have any other ideas that might be interesting for us to explore in future episodes. Also check out our site, inthefieldindia.org, where we have extensive show notes, video and links. So it's the end of the year, and while you are all probably winding down work and making plans with family and friends, In the Field is working over the holidays on the next set of episodes. Our next episode will release on the 31st of January or the 1st of February, depending on where you are in the world. But right now, it's time for our holiday episode. As we've worked on the show, We've spoken and met with lots of inspiring people working in or for development and who are trying to find solutions or ways to understand India's most challenging problems. And we are privileged for the opportunity to learn from all these people. We ask all the people we interview the following questions. What do you want people to understand about the problem you're working on? What do you want them to do about it? What do you in your personal life do about it? It's sometimes uncomfortable because the people we speak to understand that even while their professional lives are devoted to solving a problem, there is a personal, individual aspect as well. Change, positive change, is about everyone doing their bit. And we thought we'd bring you some clear ideas for action, on things that work, and on simple things that we can do to bring change. And so without ado, here are two interesting and thought-provoking conversations we had over the course of making the show. So first up is Dr. Anura Kurpad, a highly respected researcher and professor at St. John's Medical College in Bangalore. We spoke to him way back in March while working on episode one, which was about India's malnutrition problem. There's a point about the connection between malnutrition and stunting in children that you'll hear often when you start reading about it, and that is a thousand-day window. This number, 1,000 days, refers to the first two years of a child's life where health interventions are most effective, especially to catch stunting. But malnutrition is a far more complex issue, and it also has an intergenerational angle. Here's Anura explaining. There is this window of the first 1,000 days that is propagated a lot. It's not as if at the end of 1,000 days, you, if you're not done something by then, it's over. I think there are other factors too. The woman, the, 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 the poorly nourished woman who gets pregnant early um, is at a disadvantage because her body stores are not great. These reserves are very, very important. And I think these reserves are built in adolescence. And if you neglect that, especially in the pregnant, uh, in the young girl, I do think you, you are asking for an intergenerational effect where poor, where poor status in the mother is transferred poor status in the baby. These are very complex questions. Mm. I think there is a there is a potential for growth in adolescence as well. I think it's particularly important for girls to be fed 
So aside from the Anganwadi, secondary schools may be another way to get at the stunting problem. Reaching out to girls in early adolescence can go a long way in ensuring they develop fully, and their children, when they are born years later, get a full chance at life. Now it's very hard to target girls. How do you go and say, right, if you're a girl, come here, you get food. You have to feed all kids. You have to float all the boats. I think that's reasonable. The primary school programs are there, the secondary school programs are there. You have to find ways to give them better food. If you can't do that, give it to the household. You need to give milk and dal and some access to fruits and veg for a healthy diet. And this is, these are just all the enormity of the problem becomes apparent. What Anura is saying is that we're so caught up in a solutions framework that it's very hard to look beyond the thousand-day window, which gives a neat frame and a fixed deadline to focus efforts. But Anura also says that there are many more windows of opportunity than we may think of. And so while we talk about mothers and getting mothers to make better choices for themselves and their children, it's also about going back further to help adolescent girls to improve their health and well-being and understand the long-term impact of these actions. And this is a small teaser for an episode you will definitely see next year. In episode 4, we looked at the vast informal sector, the people who work precarious jobs yet play indispensable roles in our daily lives. We visited LabourNet, an organization that works with informal workers, and spoke to its CEO, Dr. Gayatri Vasudevan, in their conference room, whose walls are adorned with the photographs of leaders chosen by their staff, like Mohammed Yunus, Abdul Kalam, Bill Gates, and Hari Chande. Gayatri has a soft voice, but speaks in a way that holds your attention. When she explains, you listen. So my three big Christmas wishes would be the following. Uh, one, I think, is uh, a fair listening uh, to what the issue is, um, you know, understanding informal and formal are is a continuum, and the, and today the issue in India is many can fall into the informal very fast. Um, I think that's very important. The second is to understand the beast. You know, what does it mean? So I think if they could make notes and say, hey, listen, you know. These are the five things which which really, and this is in my everyday life, if they can count off who are the people they're dealing with, either in their supply chain, they bought a mobile phone and who are in that value chain of buying the mobile phone, who are in the formal and informal, uh, or in their everyday life. I think. The third is, I think, uh, philanthropy needs to change to more structure. As an organization, our endeavor would be to, to see that that change happens structurally. So we need a lot of people to buy that idea. So it's not only the CSR professional, it's obviously it's a direct uh, person that you want to influence or the government policy, but it is every single person because you are the employer. They are an employer in their right. If they are the formal sector employer, you know what, you've got to understand where, where, where is work. I don't even want to say employment opportunity and job. It can be one day work, it can be five day work. Can I move five day work to ten day work? Can I move ten day work to be more productive ten day work that I give my informal sector worker? Uh, you know, 
Am I asking the informal sector worker to be productive? Am I asking that you work safely? While these may be framed as wishes, what Gayatri is trying to say is that we all bear a responsibility and have a role to play in making this entire sector more secure. And so while it's about changing perspective, it's also about reaching out to the workers you come in contact with every day. That's it from us. Thanks for listening. Before we go, we just wanted to say that many people ask us how to listen to podcasts. No, you don't have to put on your earphones and sit in front of your computer. The podcast fits into your life. So we listen to podcasts when we're commuting, when we're cooking, tidying our desks, when we're catching up on email. A podcast pairs really well with all the many small tasks we do every day, like deleting spam, cleaning up a data set, or filling up yet another expense form. So keep listening. Please do like us and rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podtail, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people find us and spreads the word. You can also visit our website and speak to us. We're eager to hear from you either on Facebook or Instagram, where we're at In The Field India, or email us at podcast at inthefieldindia.org. In The Field is hosted and produced by Samyukta Varma and Radhika Vishwanathan. Thanks to Priya Desai, our associate producer, and Santosha Thodai Recording Studio. Our music is by Hollis Coates. In the Field is supported by Rohini Nalekini Philanthropies. So, happy holidays to all, and see you all next year.